Blog Talk Radio. Hope everybody is all okay. 
all over the world. I know that you're all listening. We've got America and all sorts. So by all means, join us in the chat room. I can see some uh, old faces appearing back. It's lovely to see you all. Uh, let's start. We've got to say a big hello to Universal Psychic Readings, our lovely Max, uh, Provundity, and Tabitha. Hi to you. And we've got a couple of guests. And I've got a funny feeling the better half is in there as well as the guest. So a big hi to him. Yeah, I'll try not to praise him too much today. Anyway, hope you're all okay. And uh, let's start with, um, and he's going to go very bright red because he's in the kitchen and it's his birthday today. And he's 21 and it will be our Aidan Clark. And he's going to go absolutely mental with me. And I'm going to share it onto his Facebook later so everybody can hear. And uh, he's 21 and he's been spoiled to death and he's had bright red cheeks all day from being totally embarrassed by our family. And, uh, uh, but 21, oh dear. I keep saying I'm 21 every year, but it, you know, it's gone a little bit past that now. We won't say what I am this year, and, and no, Sean, you won't be putting it in the chat room either. Ha, 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 He's come up to the kitchen laughing. Anyway, so let's go on. Um, let me start with where we're going to go off with the show. Um, I want to firstly just say a big thank you to Sean, who's been helping me from Universal Psychic Readings to start doing the show again. Um, and a big thank you to everybody who has sent the messages saying, see, we need you back, we need a voice for the voiceless, and obviously, you were missing my personality and charm. Well, okay, that's sort of what you said, but we'll go with that. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to say a big thank you to Sean for all of that, um, and also to Kristen Hoffman as well. But I do know that I have already got a person ringing in who wants to come and say hello, and of course, it's got to be a U.S. member. So, hi, Lisa, how are you doing? Hello, Sue. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> of course, everybody who's, who's, if you've got anybody new listening, this is the lovely Lisa Bretta. So how's the world in the U.S. for Lisa Bretta? It's, it's good. I mean, we finally, uh looks like we don't have any snow, so, so that in itself is, uh, is pleasant. Excellent. Well, we've actually had a little bit of sun in the U.K. Obviously, it's still a bit chilly, but it's been a slight bit sunshining, so we're hoping we can bring a bit more sunshine across the water to you as well. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, so what's been happening with you then, Lisa? Have you been busy? How has it been going? Uh, yes, it's, it's been busy. I, I think mostly because the planet Mars has just gone retrograde, and that really caused a vibrational shift, so I've, I've been busy with that. But you know, Sue, I, I had a very, I guess you could say, transcendent experience the other week. My my cat of 13 years passed away. The cat passed away at home, which which was right. much better than if taking the cat to put it down. It wasn't really suffering, you know. It just went naturally on my birthday, no yeah. less. Which that could have been a bummer, but I but I took that as more of a blessing, you know, because I'll always yeah. remember now the day the cat died. Now, when I yeah. tell you this, you're going to think. I might be might be hitting the vodka, but I'm not. This is the God's honest truth. About three hours after the cat passed, the cat had a very distinct meow because it was the Siamese. I heard the cat, and I thought, okay, first I'm thinking, this is my imagination. This is crazy. Uh, a few moments later, I heard the cat again. So I went down, I asked my daughter, I said, do you have a video of the cat on it? She said, no, I'm drying my hair. So I, I thought, okay, definitely I'm... Still in shock over losing the cat. Even though he had a peaceful passing, like I said, he looked like a little Egyptian prince. I was saging the area, had crystals around him, sending him the violet light of St. Germain, a lavender pillow under his head. So it was nice for anybody who's listening out there. But the very next yeah. day, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which is around the time the cat passed, I'm sitting up in my bedroom. Now, keep in mind, the cat was very, like, 
getting sick towards the end and could not do steps. So he basically stayed in one area of the house. My bedroom's on the third floor. I'm looking at a spot on the wall, and there is a little drop of blood. And the cat did have a slight bleeding ulceration on the side of his face that if he shook his head, sometimes it would bleed. Now, if that was old right. blood, it would, be, it would be dried blood. So I first thought it was a bug, and I took my finger to knock it off. It was fresh blood. There's a blood smear on my finger about eight inches up off of the floorboard, which is about the height the cat was. I called my daughter. I said, is that blood? And she looked at it for about 35 seconds, and she touched it, and it smeared on her finger. Now, if it didn't happen to her, I would think, I'm really having a nervous breakdown. So I went downstairs, and about 40 minutes later, I wanted to clean it up because I, I took some cleaning solution and paper towels. So I went up there. There was no blood. I put my glasses on. I had a magnifying glass, and I had the brightest light on. There was no blood. So I sort of meditated on for a while, and it's like I should know better. The afterlife is not a place because when you make something a place, it has boundaries and you're giving it limits. I definitely witnessed a total like vibrational shift, which proves to me that animals, as well as humans, when we pass on, our energy still remains. And yes. I guess that was the way the cat was showing me that he's still around, even though physically he's not here, his energy had shifted. And that was, that was pretty much of a, an eye-opener for me, especially since I've been researching the afterlife for the past few months. And um, I think I have a clear view on it now, thanks to the cat, that they, they do remain even after they're gone. And that's kind of what you do is, is very commendable because let's be nice to these animals. When it's, it's, the energy in which they, they pass out of this world is, leaves an imprint, as well as the energy in which they pass in, and you don't want any violent or any fear with them because it, it affects the whole planet. Yeah, yeah. It, do you know, but don't you find that a lot more people are waking up more, literally more, and even, I must say, to the advocates as well, because we obviously we have a lot of advocates joining us on the show with the animals, and the amount of people have said, actually, we've never been into it because, but obviously, because we've been listening to the show and we've like come across the times when we have done an advocate show, and they've said to me, oh, you know, we didn't believe it, but then things have happened. Do you find that a lot of the time it's just by purely accident something happens? Some, something happens because I consulted with other other psychics that I know, and I had asked Michael Toddy, and you're familiar with Michael, and yes. Michael said, you know, the the cat was would bleed sometimes from, from that you know, spot on his face, and that was his way to show you he's still here. So it's a form of animal communication. And, and a lot more people, you're right, are, are becoming more aware. They're, they're more mindful of, you know, how they treat animals and, uh, you know, the responsibility that goes with them, and they're starting to recognize them as the metakriasin, part of the same energy that we are. It's, it's just a different vibration, but we're all connected. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How do you feel, Lisa, about, you know, we, we've got a lot of animals that obviously we're going to have the um, vegetarians ringing in in a minute and say that was probably wrongly said. But if we say murdered, you know, obviously because of being food and then we've got the animals that are being cruelly treated. Do you actually think that vibrations are sent down because of that as well? Yes. I mean, uh Everything you put out has an effect. You know yourself, if you're in a room with a negative person, it, they could easily shift your energy, and if you feel in a, in a down mood, you know, uh, when the planets shift, we feel that energy. We have an electromagnetic field around us, and, and animals do too, because I was with that cat in his final moments, and he did something amazing. He outstretched his front paw, and he did kitty hugs two or three times, which was 
to me very peaceful and he was saying it was time to go and it was it was a sad event but in the same time it was a, a very magical event too because I, I knew I did not bring him and put him down because he was getting old and sick so let's just get him out of the way and and put him down I let him go naturally of course if yep. an animal's yep. pain you, you want to be humane but the, the cat was holding his own towards the end yeah yeah uh, the thing is I mean obviously we we me and you talk about everything and the one thing that really has got to me at the moment is like we were myself and Sean were talking about this um dog over the um in Denmark and the things that are happening over there and the, the energies that must come from that of these dogs that are going through so much suffering at the minute how much of impact does it actually go? Because I, I think about, you know, we all say about the karma, Lisa. Do you know what I mean, a, a lot of advocates say, well, you know, the karma's going to come back. How much actually does go back to these people that are doing this abuse, do you believe? Uh, I, I believe there's a lot of karma. Uh, years ago, there was a young boy in the area who uh, was very abusive to animals. And uh, he got his karma. He's in prison now for something unrelated to animals. <laughs> So I believe you get your karma. I mean, what what you do, the energy you do, it, it's you hurt somebody, you, you have, um, you know, you lower your own vibration and you leave yourself wide open to lower energies and it brings you down too. It does bring you down. Yeah, yeah. It, this is the thing. There is so much, um, oh, can I put it, negativity from people that's passed on, but it's like changing that and bringing it out to different. And do you know what? It's been amazing. I, I must just say, Lisa, you, you know it's been like I've spoken to you like since I've like had break from the show. And the difference, because I took myself out for a bit and just got my energies back, you know, obviously things have happened in my life, things have changed, I met a new partner, and, you know, I've had time with the kids, and I mean, sort of things. Things have so changed, and good things are starting to come back. It, it, it is literally getting out of that negativity sometimes and literally finding yourself a new space. Well, that's you've gone through your own personal shift and transformation, and sometimes you need to purge the old and, and welcome in the new. You know, it's a, a transformation. It's like going to, from a, a caterpillar into a butterfly. You know, you spread yeah. your wings and you go a lot further and you, you experience things from a different level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just absolutely. So um, how is things going? Because I know I've spoken to you and you're doing another book, aren't you? How are you getting on? Well, I, I have a few things I'm working on. It's just a matter of picking the one that I want to really, like, focus my attention on. You know, I'm interested in the afterlife, of course, and also there's something else that I'm just recently putting together about. There is no quick fix for for shifting. Everyone shifts at their own level. But I was trying to put together a guide about how to really work with your vibrations. Because everyone, it's a personal thing. You can take a class, but not everyone is at the same place. And there, there is no one way to do it. So I was going to make a book more of like, go with what you feel. Like if it, always pay attention. You, you know, your, your body talks to you because that is what uh, basically is the transducer of the energy that you're pulling in. So... You know, if you're you're feeling a funny feeling in your gut, your 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 gut's telling you something. If you have a pain in your shoulder, is it really a physical condition, or do you feel you're carrying a heavy burden? Is there something you need to release from your life? It's about recognizing the way that the universe talks to us, because our body yeah. is the transducer. Yeah. What what part of and now I'm I'm very much I uh, this is why I always get in touch with you, don't I? About retrogrades and times of the year. 
what's going on around us at the moment? Well, right now, Mars, and this happens about once every two and a quarter years, the planet Mars goes retrograde. And, you know, it's a planet and it does impart an energy on us just as if, you know, if you're with your your cell phone and you're someplace where you're not getting a good signal, it, it means that you're out of range. But now that Mars is retrograde, which started March 1st, and it will go direct on May 19th, and it is in shadow technically until mid-July. The way that it affects people is sometimes we need to slow down a little bit, and it doesn't mean we're failing or things are put on hold, but we need that time to really look at what we've been working on. Is it viable? Is it worth our attention? Do we really have to assess the situation? So it's really not a good time to be the one to... um, Let's put it this way. They say in in matters of war, whoever fires the first shot loses. So you really don't want to be the initiator of any arguments or of anything that's really important to you because during a Mars retrograde, you usually will not experience the results that you're looking for. It is a time to really slow down and look at things. Uh, A lot of relationships, since Mars is a, a male energy, sometimes women may experience a slowdown with their men, but not in a bad sense. Maybe it's a time to to really look at things and get things in order and not rush to any type of conclusions. I don't recommend arguing during a Mars retrograde because there's never a good outcome to an argument. Uh, as we can see now in, the, in the, the, the global situation, there's some tension going on over in the Ukraine, and it's not really a, astrologically, it's, it's not a good time for any of this to go on. It's a time to really slow down, really talk about things and look at things. And that's how we work with this Mars energy. As a matter of fact, my last blog, I wrote about what you can expect during a Mars retrograde, everything from relationships to your own personal energy to, to career, even money. So, And it will affect everyone a little differently depending on where Mars is in their chart. Right, okay. Okay, that, that seems like a severe warning enough to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What is your blog, Lisa? Uh, you can find my blog at lisaberetta.com. Okay. And the website comes up, and the, the little uh, thing for the blog is on the left-hand side. And it, it should come okay. up Mars Retrograde. Right, excellent. Okay. So, everybody, you know, have a look at that. And also, um, Lisa, you do readings as well, don't you, um, over Skype? Uh, yes. Usually, I, 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 for my clients that are overseas, I do it uh, via Skype. And the ones in the States, I do over the phone. And that's how come I, I really wanted to tag in with you today and say welcome back before my, my appointments start this evening. Oh, do you know what? It is always a pleasure having you on the show. And we've had some fantastic shows, do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the, the people like yourself and also like we've had Colin Fry and Derek Cora and top people like yourself who really have brought together some absolute amazing shows. You know, I couldn't have done it without you guys. You've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, and Thank I've got you. to say that... Um, Oh, we're going to have to definitely get um, Richard Felix back on as well, aren't we? Oh, I'd, I'd love to talk to Richard again. Richard's amazing. When I spent some time with Richard, he was charming, very knowledgeable, and uh, I'll tell you what, it was uh, it was quite an experience with, with Richard. He he really uh, he gets it. He understands how energy is, and you know, and the whole concept of what is a ghost. You know, do we see yeah. ghosts? And uh, yeah, we we do. We do. We yeah. just don't know what to make of them. <laughs> Exactly. Now, very quickly, I know you've got to go to your appointment, but I want to ask, how is BJ getting on with his, um, your son? Obviously, he did the, and my mind's just totally gone blank. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Surviving Death, a Paranormal Debate, which featured Richard Felix and Michael Toddy. That's uh, right. He, how, did, how did it go? He's doing well with that. Currently, he's working on a project uh, for Discovery. Uh, it's a, a big show. I think someone's going to jump off Mount Everest live. I believe it's slated for sometime in May, which would be, it's going to be, you know, a live broadcast that this guy is going to jump off Mount Everest and try to fly around in a Rocky the Squirrel suit. So, He's working on that now, but his uh, biggest passion is he wants to really, you know, pursue the afterlife a lot more. And what is the afterlife? Where do we go? And uh, it has been with man since the time of the Sumerians. The, the Greeks wrote about an afterlife. The, the Egyptians knew about an afterlife. The Romans. And, you know, every religious dogma has a version of the afterlife. But what is it really? What is this dimension yes. that we call the afterlife? So he wants to pursue that, which I think it's really interesting cause to look at it from the paranormal viewpoint, the scientific viewpoint, and even from the viewpoint of uh, reality, reality TV. Like, are we getting the right information, or are we just being conditioned to believe in something that they want us to believe in? Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? We've just been, obviously, we're going to be having some more government shows and everything. Do you know what, the amount of people at the moment are saying to me that more people are waking up as well to what the government is actually doing as well, and I, I'm looking forward to getting really back into that as well because there is a lot of, I'm going to say, maybe it's wrong, but ordinary folk that are now starting to question exactly what's going on, but on a deeper level. Uh, I agree. I believe that, you know, they uh, have tampered with our financial situation, and that didn't bring us all the way down, and then I believe that some of this weird weather that we've been having, these massive storms in the states here, you know, there are a lot of my clients who I talk to ask me, are these man-made storms? Is the government doing this? Is, or is this a natural occurrence? I mean, it, it's everybody's looking for the answer, like what is going on? And the bottom line, what I hear from a lot of people more so now than ever is, is there some type of uh, other life form out in our galactic communities that are also here. Although I yeah. never much studied much about aliens, or we call them aliens, are they just our galactic neighbors? Does this have something to do with everything that's going on? And it's interesting, and it is a, a whole new field of conversation that's opening up for a lot of people. Yeah, and of course we're going to be doing a show very soon about the aliens and everything, because I know, again, that's something else that loads of people are interested in. And, and a lot of them have just, again, it's a bit like everything. There's some that are, like, believe but can't actually quite get it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? So there's quite a few that are interested but have got questions to ask. So, you know, we will be having, another, obviously, a show about that as well and getting people to call in. Maybe they've had some experiences of their own. Uh, exactly, and a lot of people are afraid to talk about it because they think right away you're going to say that they're crazy or, or they're imagining it, and, uh, and unless you've really had an experience, you, you, you know that you're, you're not crazy. For example, the experience I had with, with the blood on the wall, I mean, that was an outward manifestation of energy. No way could that have gone on there like that, fresh yes. blood. It was, uh, it was a, a little shocking, actually, and I've been doing this type of work since I was 14 years old, and I won't say how old I am, but it's been a very long time. And um, yeah. <laughs> that was my first experience with anything that, uh, I should say, uh, shattering. It definitely yes. made me a true bona fide believer instead of a skeptical believer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
See, do you know what, though? There's never a person around, i.e., like Richard Felix or somebody who can say, look, have a look at this. Try and explain that to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It- Exactly. It's just that time, isn't it? <laughs> I wish I would have had a crowd with me here last week who could have witnessed it when I did, and then when I went up 40-some minutes later to clean it up, see that what we, my daughter and I both witnessed as smeared blood on the wall, totally gone. Totally gone, Sue. Not even a yes. trace. To Amazing. me, that is, um, that is proof to me. I, maybe I was looking for it through all my research. I myself, even when I was researching different things, saying, hmm, is that possible or... Does, is this just something that happens in the brain? Is it something we manifest ourselves? I was looking for all different angles, and I, I think the cat gave me my answer last week. So that I thank him for. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And that's it. There's a lot of, I mean, I, I've spoken to a few people. We've actually got a page called um, about, about sending um, animals over the Rainbow Bridge and the people that have lost their animals, and it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a bit like when we grieve for the pe- for people that have passed in our lives. I always say, you know, at the end of the day, they've just they're just on the other side. They've just gone to another world, and but everybody grieves differently, don't they? Do you know what I mean? And it's just a case of celebrating all those years that we had him, like you were saying. Did you say thirteen? Uh, he was thirteen. Yeah, and that happens to be my number two. And uh, I, I always liked thirteen. And I, we, we uh, I won't lie to you. We do. We we miss the the cat, but uh, there's a weird type of energy in my home where we still feel his presence so he's not physically here he's energetically here and i just pretend he's hiding and sleeping on his favorite chair somewhere i still feel his presence i can still feel his yes. presence he, he left quite an impact on our life and he will be missed there won't be another cat with that personality but we didn't fall apart which i'm surprised because you know we loved him so much if anything we were pretty good about it because we knew he passed over and a really nice atmosphere. We made him comfortable, and it was time for him to go. So you, it's just yes. like with anything, you you have to let certain things go and and let them move on, and you have to honor that. And you know you, you can mourn it, but in the bottom line is you should be happy. You should be happy because they they moved on to it to the next level. They they beat us there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there was no fear. So, he didn't pass over in fear, and that was. That was my whole objective when, when he was laying in his carrier last week. It's like I did not want any fear. I wanted him to yeah. pass over peacefully, and I think I accomplished that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to everybody in the chat room, um, Sean is p- currently putting out on the uh, on the old chat room uh, Lisa's latest book, and I want you to go and have a look at that. And I will just say to everybody, I am going to be asking Lisa for this uh, her book, one of her books as well, that I keep saying all the time we're going to get. And I, I still haven't, but I'm going to be doing it. But I just have not. I'm just not one of these people to be able to sit down and actually read a book. But but I, honestly, I've got to sit and do it. <laughs> Thank you. And so, well, my daughter's actually going to be over uh, in Ireland next week. And I think she, she messaged Sean earlier. I don't think she's going to be in the same part as he is, you know. But you never know yeah. where her travels will take her. Absolutely, absolutely. So what is she um, doing in Ireland? Well, she uh, periodically goes back and forth for work, but she's made some friends over there, so this is actually a vacation for her because she, she loves uh, just b- being on that side of the pond. It feels very natural yeah. to her. And uh, We even had our, uh, our genome looked at. She did something, the 23andMe, and surprisingly enough, we have a very, even though we're basically considered Italian, we have a very strong Celtic heritage. 
So that was interesting. She must have some past life connections there that she feels so comfortable when she's uh, over in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's uh, to the fact that we definitely need to get you over here very soon, too. I'm going to sneak inside her suitcase, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Sounds good to I me. I would love it. But, uh, definitely, uh, definitely. But uh, Thank you for having me on again. I wish I could chat longer, but I'm going to get to yeah. my, my clients now, and it's great. And welcome back, Sue. It, it's great to have you back. I know everybody is oh, uh, looking forward to it. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for sparing your time. I know that you're a very busy lady, and I really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, and obviously bringing the, show, the first show back again. So thank you so much. Okay, love to you and good energy. Bye-bye. Yeah, and you, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that, of course, is the lovely Lisa Bretta, and a big thank you to Lisa for coming on to the show again. If anybody wants to go and have a look at her website, it's www.lisabretta.com. That's www.lisabretta.com. And also have a look on YouTube because um, some of our previous shows we've had Lisa on, is actually on YouTube as well. So just type in Ask Sue Show and then Lisa Bretta, and you'll find that on YouTube as well. So uh, if anybody else wants to give a call in and uh, let us know that you are listening into the show, and uh, I will say glad to have the show back, and maybe you've got some ideas for shows that you would like to do. Uh, we've got quite a few things that we're going to be doing. Like I just said to Lisa, we're going to be doing um, some alien shows. We're going to be doing psychic shows, advocacy shows, bringing awareness about the government. Um, we're going to be having, of course, some um, people have already been on um, as well. We're bringing them back to see how it's gone over in the, in the last few months for them, see what's been happening in their world. And also we'll be advertising, of course, because I'm going to be doing some more events soon um, in the UK. So we'll be bringing some people on that we're going to be doing events with as well. And also I'm going to be talking to people which is something I've been doing today, um, talking about today, is going and talking to people on the streets of the UK to ask them grievances that they have or things that they're doing or maybe there's thing, you know, certain charities that they want to have awareness for. Um, I've been tweeting away to a network called MMNN Network, and I haven't current, I'm just literally in the process of getting to know them, but I've got to say thank you to them. They've been tweeting the show all day today, and hopefully I'm going to be going to, I think it's near Wolverhampton, Birmingham, sort of area, and they're going to be doing a, um, like a walk um, to promote awareness of different things. So hopefully I'm going to go and meet them. They've invited me to go on a walk with them. I haven't asked if it was a flat walk or if we're walking up the mountain, but maybe I need to look at that before I start suggesting that I will go to such a thing. Um, but, you know, I wanted to say a big thank you to them because they have been tweeting like mad all day. So if anybody wants to go on to Twitter, by all means, go and find me at Sue Show. Um, and uh, we have literally, I am grateful to say, we've actually got all the pages. So if you post anything on our Sue Show page or any of the, the network page or anything on Facebook, it actually goes to Twitter. So, um, and we have actually done 27,000 tweets. <coughs> now, that's ranged from ranting um, to animal advocacy to psychics to local news to U.S. news to all sorts. So I've got to say thank you very much to everybody who's on my Twitter page, who's been tweeting with me and all sorts. 
It's been absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much. 27,000 tweets. That's some sort of tweeting. And I've got to say a big thank you as well, um, while I think about it as well, to Andrea and also to Ratty VGB, who are at excellent admins on the pages as well. They've been posting and sharing cats, dogs, and all sorts, making such a big difference. And uh, some of the, the things that we're seeing, you know, um, it's been absolutely horrific. But something that I do want to share with you guys and something that I want you to literally tell the world that is happening at the moment um, this is a bit bad for some people, and if some of you find this too horrific, I apologize, but for the dogs, it needs to be shared. I got shared a picture the other week, and it was of a dog chained to a table, and I read on the picture, it actually said details underneath, and it was saying about the fact that Denmark have actually legalized an animal brothel. Let me just repeat that. Denmark have actually legalized an animal brothel. This dog was actually fastened to a table by chains. Now, under this picture was a petition. And do you know what? As much as that, that picture absolutely blew my mind, I'll tell you what was worse. It was the fact that somebody, general public a very good advocate, I don't know who it was, and whoever it was, well done, whoever it was, was like, you know, an ordinary person had actually put together a petition for us to send to governments or officials to get it stopped. Now, I, I find that disgusting, upsetting, and a very big letdown on the fact that our governments have got to have a petition sent to them to actually get something that should never, ever be allowed, and we are asking them to stop. Why, why do we, the general public, that are paying these governments all this money to run our countries, why do we need to send them such petitions, something that should be blatantly obvious, that no dog should be fastened to a table and be abused to such a state. Now, some of the pictures I've seen of these dogs are absolutely disgusting. And let's face it, even when they go to prison or whatever, if we even get them to prison, that is, they get away with it, don't they? They're hardly on there. So where do we actually stop this? And then I also shared a picture, and it was of a dog and a paedophile, okay? And it said on there about, if a dog bites a child, what happens? It's put down. Then you've got a paedophile, abuses, rapes, kills a child, kidnaps for a long, long time, you know, so they're never seen. All these different things, and what do they get? Oh, that's right. We've got the human laws, you know, they've got to have certain things. So they get a bath, or, you know, they get showers, toilets, PlayStation in their room. They get um, three meals a day, uh, protection, because somebody might just want to kill them in there because they don't agree with what they've done. Do you know what I mean? 
So I just think that it's time that we gave that voice to the voiceless back again, what people have been telling me that is getting too much. I think we need to be giving people back this voice for the voiceless because these people and everything need to have things. Now, I've also seen that Kristen is just saying to me, that's enough, you're getting a bit uh, depressed, and I agree. But I just had to get my little rant over. I haven't, I've had, I haven't had a rant in ages. Come on. Actually, I can, feel, I can feel the other half saying, actually, she has. She's always ranting about something. But anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, but then at the end of the day, we've got to get the voice of the voiceless out there. So I still want you all to be, please keep sharing the show on the Twitter pages and everything else. Now, the other thing is, I really would like Kristen to actually call into the show because um, Kristen is the lovely lady who has been, um, um, who has actually been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, and she has literally been doing about the dogs being shot by police. Now, as you all know, the Asu Show has done quite a bit of information on this. We've got a lot of people to come on the show giving information of what to do if your dog's shot by police. But Kristen has actually been working so hard behind the scenes. Um, I know she's doing loads of work to the point that sometimes she tries to switch off. But she has been trying to help me with the show as well, Buster. And to somebody who literally um, has got no idea when it comes to website making, etc., She's been an angel to me. So, well, you always call Kristen the angel, and she is. She's helped me so, so much, and I so appreciate her help. So, Kristen, thank you very much. And maybe you'd like to call into the show and uh, give people an update of what you're doing and, uh, you know, give us a little bit of an update. But the numbers that Kristen's been saying to me about the dogs that have been shot by police is absolutely disgusting. So we will be doing more shows about that, too. So um, we need to be sorting that. Now, I've got to say, the Universal Psychic Readings, uh, we need to unite as one and make our governments listen. I totally agree. Do you know what, at the end of the day, I, I, I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat. Those that have watched um, Bugs Life, do you remember when Flick actually stands up to the grasshoppers? And what does he say? He said, now let me think what his wording. It, the wording was, uh, the grasshoppers, the, the ants pick the, the ants pick the food, they, we store the food, and then the grasshoppers come and they eat it. But that's not the way it should be. It should be that the ants pick the food and it keeps them going through all through winter. The trouble is at the moment, it seems to me like we are being the ants and the governments are taking our food. So I think it is about time that, you know, we all try to be flick. And feel like the odd one out for a little while. But then that's when we all connect with the other people and we start to make a difference. And look what happened to their colony. The grasshoppers left and they lived happily ever after. Maybe cartoons have got more to live for than us sometimes in the sense that we've actually got our heads screwed on with it. Anyway, talking of heads screwed on and an angel and helping me something no end. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing, love? Hi, Miss Sue. How are you? I'm all about for hearing you. How is it going? I came in at a really weird spot because I just started hearing about ants. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) But I missed the beginning of it, so I didn't know what you were talking about. Well, I tell you what, I I will spoil you. you. (laughs) Yeah, I will. No, I'm not talking about ant rescue now. You're okay. I haven't totally lost the plot. Not quite yet. But I will send you a link to the film, and it's called Bugs Life. 
And there's quite a few things in there that actually make a lot of sense. I would love to take little bits of clips off it and put it on. I think it'd be brilliant. Anyway, okay. enough of ants for now. Let's talk about dogs being shot by police. How is it going? And have you got any updates of stories that are going on at the moment? Well, see, I am actually not up on current events. I'm still playing catch-up. Um, Jeffrey Justice has current events information. Um, he's currently at work at the moment. But I'm still, you know, getting lawsuits together and things like that. I just finished doing a whole bunch of other updates on my spreadsheet, and I have, like, 86 lawsuits. Um which is good. I mean, that means people are starting to file. So yeah, we just need people to win. <laughs> now, do you we have a lot of good rulings. Yeah. I mean, like I was yeah. looking through it, and I mean, we have, um, let's see, 500,000, 225,000, 210,000, um, 620,000, 50,000, 225,000 again, 120,000, 75,000, and then a whole bunch of, like, 25,000, 50,000 ones. And, and this is how much the people are actually getting paid out for this. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of the idea behind that, you know, most people, like, they don't want compensation. They don't want to be compensated with money because they're, you know, they're like, that's not going to bring my dog back. But, you know, part of the angle, though, is making it too expensive for them to shoot dogs, you know? Like, yes. unfortunately, you can't make them care about your dog. Um, but, you know, organizations care about their pocketbooks, <laughs> unfortunately. Yep. So what, what sort of figures? Yeah, what sort of figures are we actually talking of as in how many dogs have actually been shot. And also, how much, and I'm not going to hold you to dollars, I was about to say pound and pence, but it isn't with you. Um, but, you know, and I'm not going to hold you to each dollar, but, you know, what sort of figures have we got, Kristen, that's actually been paid out to the police that we know of? And how many dogs have actually been shot, say, in a year? Well, depending on how, how the cases are argued, um, you know, the the starting value should start at 250000 per dog. Um, and that's based off of jury rulings. So, you know, we like to see that, but a lot of times these court cases don't even make it to a trial anymore. As soon as, you know, the police don't think that anything was done wrong. And then once a federal judge accepts a federal lawsuit, you know, because you can't just sue anyone in federal court. A judge has to say, yeah, this is a valid claim. This deserves to be heard. Well, once that happens, then they're like, oh, crap, maybe we did screw up. Okay, let's start talking yeah. settlement deals, you know. Um, and that's usually the route it takes. As far as how many are being shot, honestly, the numbers have been so, astro- like, just changing so Fast. I mean, I can't get the numbers in fast enough. And I have someone helping me now. And I mean, the media is reporting so much. I mean, I have no idea. I haven't even done a count because we're just like struggling to like get in like six months worth of data and it's just like never ending. I, yes. And I have no idea, honestly, what the numbers are going to be because we can't. I mean, it's just 
I don't know if the media is just reporting more or if there are just that many more dogs being shot. I don't know. Good grief. Good grief. I mean, um, I mean we're talking uh-huh. thousands and thousands. You know, I mean, we're definitely way in the thousands. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing is, Kristen, um, profundity, um, high profundity, nice to see you in the chat room, has just asked, where does the money come from to pay these lawsuits? Well, and that was, and that's been kind of like, it depends on the department, actually. Sometimes, some police departments do have, um, like, risk management insurance companies. But a lot of them have just their own funds that money is put into that has a limit to how much is in it. Um, So I guess I don't know how it's determined by department. I guess, like, once they become too high risk and insurance drops them, they just have to put it, you know, make up their own fund. But, I mean, it's still, either way, it's still coming out. In the end, it still comes out of taxpayer dollars, you know, because even if you have an insurance company, your premiums get raised, you know, your insurance becomes more expensive. And where does that money come from? Well, it comes from taxpayer dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to, I mean, we've had, um, of course, we've had Jim Crosby on and we've had these people talking with us, haven't we? And we've touched so many subjects. And do you know what? It never ceases to amaze me that the the reasoning behind shooting them, you know, just the most, for instance, like the one that really sticks in my, my mind, Kristen, you know, we've done quite a lot of different ones. There was, of course, was Chloe, there was the one that was outside of the garage, and I, kept, I keep saying this every time we talk about it, why didn't they just shut her in the garage? You know what I mean? Just something so simple. Mm-hmm. But then the one that really got me as well was the one that was outside the school when two dogs were actually fighting. When they were in the And dumpster. instead of either chucking water over the top of them or just letting them get on with fighting, but, you know, they went like and when shot them. I, I just can't even understand what I... Shooting at a dog fight would make sense because then they don't have a chance at living. At least if you let them fight it out, they have a chance at living. You know, like exactly. firing and your gun at them fight- doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't know when lethal force became the method of dealing with dog fights. You know, but it's becoming more and more common. More and more common. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but it's worrying though because then you begin to think to yourself hold a minute so does that mean that if you've got a couple of adults fighting that they're just going to go up and do the same well so here's one story so champaign illinois um an 18 year old girl is walking her um her lab her chocolate lab dog they're walking along on a leash and a loose dog ran up and started fighting her dog someone called the police the police showed showed up and shot and killed her dog. The one that she's walking on a leash and got attacked by a loose dog is the one that got shot and killed. Oh what goodness. sense does this make? I have no idea. <laughs> like, good. I just grief. don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but Kristen, how many? Now this is what I, something I meant to ask like you. Some on of, of, some, of, you know, some of the some of the stories are just there's just no way that you can make it. A logical scenario. Okay, I mean, some of them, but, you know. Has so, there actually been any owners actually retaliate? 
Like, because I'm not being funny. I, we've heard of all these cases of these dogs have been shot. Now, me being me, right, and I can honestly say, um, if my other half is on here, he would yeah, tell you. Yeah, there is one. If, there is one. Right, because I'm not being funny. If somebody shot my dogs or injured my dogs, I'm not being funny. You you think that you're going to be worried about a rotty? You, you ain't seen nothing when it comes to my temper. Do you know what I mean? You touch my dogs and you're definitely going to get my, my back up. Do you know what I mean? So I can't understand that we haven't had more people. I mean, then I do understand the fact that I'm not being funny. If your dog's been shot, you're going to be absolutely broken-hearted. And obviously everything else kicks in too. But I am amazed but that we've had no retaliation to, like, too much. Like, in the instance where someone did re retaliate and they did shoot and kill the police officer, um, you know, it left a mother and two children without their father and husband. You know, so that's the other side of the coin. Um, Absolutely. Yep. But, I'm, but I'm trying to understand this question here. Um, well, in the sense of individual officers brought to task over this, fired or possibly even given sensitivity training. Is that about the um, the dog that was shot while being walked on a leash? No, I, I just wanted to know how many people we'd actually had that actually retaliated back to, do you know what I mean? Because then you're getting into the stage of, do the police, the police then retaliate to them, and do they just go and then shoot them mm. as well? I only know of one instance where there was a retaliation. Right, right. Do you know what? I'm not being funny. That just shows. When it happens, you really are in such a state of shock that you're like, you're like stunned. You're, it's like you're frozen in time because you don't want to accept what just happened. You know, you're in this denial. Um, So I mean, it's not like you react on that feeling because that feeling hasn't hit you yet because you don't you're like fighting against it because you don't want to believe that it's what's happening is happening you know yeah exactly yeah absolutely absolutely and and um i hope you don't mind me saying this Kristen, but i've got to say to everybody you know Kristen does not talk about this very often and i'm not going to go into it tonight but i've got to say that Kristen actually had two of her dogs shot by the police and do you know what this beautiful lady stays up for hours and hours and hours the other morning at i think it was about half past 10 my time which was goodness knows what time Kristen was up and already doing files about dogs being shot by the police but Kristen does not go on about her own story and her own life and everything she's too busy trying to help everybody with all of theirs and people ring her up and say i've just had my dog shot two weeks ago i've been put forward to you and then Kristen helps them to put all their files together and sort of and to start their ball rolling to deal with what they've just gone through you know we we to be fair Kristen, we've had some amazing people come on the show aren't we and talk about their stories too mm-hmm. and we have a lot of great people that you know that you know, work with outreach now. I mean, people who haven't had their dog shot by police that put so, like, so much time and passion and effort into it. It's just unbelievable. So grateful for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, because so many, I mean, we've said, we've had, 
a lot of people have come forward after the show and have literally said, actually, you know, I had my dog shot and we we did mm-hmm. have, we had that one lady, didn't we, that said to us that she'd actually had her dog shot by the police and she'd buried her dogs, done nothing about it. And it was actually Jim Cosby that said, actually, you can actually bring your dogs back up and you can actually test these things out even after months. And, and it was something that I didn't know and this person didn't know. And I know that she was talking to Jim afterwards. Do you know what I mean? And this yep. is the sort of thing that we've definitely been bringing out to people, what they can do, what they can do. I spoke with her today. I spoke with her and her attorney today, yeah. Really? And how is she getting on? Okay. <laughs> Really. But it amazes me because we've helped people, you know, go through the different stages, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? It's been amazing. Like, um, what's the guy with, um, oh, his name's gone straight in my head. The guy that um, his dog was on the boat, wasn't he, in the water? He got the video. Chino? Oh, in New York? Chino yes, in New York. It, Either that or um, Media in Texas. They both have pictures of being on the boat. Oh, I can't remember his name. He was he was shot. It was a um, and he had to have the operation on his back leg. I know. It'll come to me later. I'll bring that one up, and if I can't think, okay. I'll, I'll find him on Facebook and I'll share the link. I, I've obviously got a bit of Alzheimer's setting in here. I think. <laughs> um, but it's just been amazing the interaction we've had with people that we've been able to put. You know, sending people to Jim Crosby, to yourself, to, you know, we had um, Cindy Boylan on, didn't we, talking about her experiences. Mm-hmm. And now we have, and like, a really it. great network of attorneys. Like, we've been networking yep. attorneys together so that when, you know, an attorney tries the case for the first time, they're not just, like, hanging out on a ledge, like, what do I do? You know, we can say, here, you can talk yep. to these attorneys and get information from them. I send them all my court documents. Um, you know, we just bombard them with information so that they have, you know, a better chance of success. And the hardest part, though, is, you know, trying to reach out to new victims before, you know, evidence is destroyed. That's the hardest part. Lately, for whatever reason, um, like, literally the police departments have been confiscating the bodies and having them cremated like within hours of the shootings and it's made it really difficult you know to it's yeah. making things very difficult because then you can't get in a which you know reveals a lot of evidence <laughs> so that's yeah. been a very big issue lately yeah exactly exactly it, it I mean, just, when we have two hours to reach out to someone you know to try to save evidence I mean that's just not enough time and I don't know if, you know, people, you know, if they're trying to cover up evidence, I don't know what's going on because, I mean, that's yours. I mean, let's say they shoot up your car. They don't get to just take your car without your permission. I mean, like. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there's exactly. still falls under property laws. You know, you still have property yeah. rights. Yeah. So, So how many, what? How many of these police are actually getting done for this, Kristen? I know that obviously we're, we're having the, the part where, you know, they're being paid um, for it. There's been payouts and stuff. But what's actually yeah, happening with to the, the police payouts, over though, doing The this? police officers are not being held accountable. They're still getting off. And that is why this legislation is such a big deal. Um, 
because it's going to, you know, when legislation is involved and the police officer or the police departments have to develop policies, then it gives a little bit more weight in court. It gives the lawyer something more to work with, you know, with accountability, yeah. with holding police officers accountable for their actions. As of now, yeah. though, I mean, there's really just not a whole lot that can be done. They're not trained, you know, so they can always say, well, I didn't know any better. And oddly enough, it is a defense for a police officer. <laughs> I mean, it holds up in court. But you guys also have to re realize, I mean, in a lot of these jury rulings, it is the public ruling in favor of the shootings, you know? It's, yeah. you know, and that's on, that's on the people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have we actually got petitions and things going on at the moment to try and stop this? What's, what are people oh, actually doing? Like they're always Christmas. going around. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. what there is, uh, do you know what, what gets me is we've actually got websites nowadays that have actually got petitions on, which tells me why are we having to tell governments and such like so many times the most obvious of things? Do you know what I mean? It's like there's so mm -hmm. many petitions out there. It's crazy right now. Every single day, my inbox is full of petitions. It's just crazy. I can't even keep up with them. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm not being funny. It gets like the point. Like, I don't even know what I'm signing sometimes. I'm just like, <laughs> sometimes I'll just stop and look at it and start reading. And I'm like, I don't even know if people stop to read anymore because – they just fly yep. by. There's just so many, and you're trying to, like, make sure you get a signature on all of them. But really, I mean, for a lot of them, it, you, the truth is, I yep. mean, if you're signing one that's not in your area, I mean, your signature isn't going to hold that much weight. I mean, the politicians care about their voters. So if you're not on the voters list for them, you know, the total number itself doesn't mean anything if it's not from someone who's going to, you know, Who's the thing? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, and exactly. Also, you know, remember what Libby said. She said, six if six people call a politician asking for their vote um, in the same way, that because no one ever calls the politicians, that that is usually enough to sway their vote. Six phone calls is all it takes. That's incredible to yep. me. Yep. Six. Yep. Exactly. Like exactly. if I could find six the, people on my street to call my politicians and say, vote for police training, you know, um, like yeah. that would probably be all that it would take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what, maybe, maybe that's something we could start to do. Maybe on the ASU show we need to have each day we get people to ring a certain number to t say to them, this is what we want. You know, we're always saying we're going to give a voice great. to the voice. I mean, because, I mean, and this is not, you know, and this is for any legislative, I mean, there's lots of great legislation laws, you know, things that are trying to be pushed through right now or stopped, for that matter. Um, and, like, animal-related, you know, there's a lot of states that are trying to make some lead way. <clears throat> Missouri is way behind on that list. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, but maybe we and could actually, do that, Kristen. Maybe. I talked to yeah. someone last night who said that, you know, we can get training here for our police officers, but that, you know, we just needed to figure out funding. 
And so I emailed Lady this morning, and I told her, I said, St. Louis County is willing to get training for their police officers for canine encounters. And said, uh, but they just need funding for it. And she said, well, I'll do it twice a year for free. And I'm like, she is such an angel. Like, she is seriously superwoman. <laughs> I don't know how she does yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. I just think that maybe that's what we could do with doing. Like every day I could maybe put something in the ASU show saying, right, the telephone number for today is, the reason we need to call this is, please say a couple of sentences, and we'll give them a couple of sentences to say. So if the phone call rings, you just say, hello, I'm ringing but in so support we of... have people from those, like from those areas, though. So, like, if we're calling, you know politician, you know, mayor so-and-so, you have to be with, you know, you have to live in that zip code. You have to be a caller from that zip code. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I agree with that, Kristen, but I think sometimes the shock of suddenly having goodness knows how many people ring a number about a certain subject is enough to open their eyes. I told Sydney once, me? I said that I had this mischievous idea that I was going to get out the phone book and just call and pretend to be different people from the zip code. <laughs> <laughs> horrible? I would never do it, but it crossed my mind. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant it's idea. Like Why didn't you tell us that I've ever thought? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fantastic. But this is interesting. It's just thinking of different ideas and different ways to get the reactions and, you know, things happening, mm -hmm. isn't it? And it's about working as a team. Yep. It is. Yeah. And trying to get that yeah, network exactly. together, though, on, lo on a local level is really, it's a lot of work. It's hard. Yeah. Everyone's so yeah. spread out, you know, is, and trying to get people localized, get localized efforts is, there, is very difficult. Yeah. Is there any areas in particular, Kristen, that you really do need some help that you could do with? Um, I, I mean, I know what you're going to tell me that this, that's every area, but yeah, is there a like, question. Uh, one particular area that you think straight away, actually, there's been loads of shootings there, but we haven't got a representative? I'll have to ask Jeffrey, because I'm going to say Chicago PD, but he might say someone else. Chicago PD is right. out of control lately. They're just, I mean, they are shooting so many dogs. It's insane. But it, they are getting hit for it, too. I mean, people are filing lawsuits. They are getting reamed. So at some point, someone has got to step in and say enough is enough. It's got to happen. Yes. There's no way they yes. can afford to keep paying out all. They're losing every time. They're losing all of the lawsuits. Do you know what I'm going to start to do? I think it's about time that Ask Sue started to ring up these police stations. We call them police stations. I'm <laughs> sure you call them something else. And, and I, can, I can actually feel the whole of the U.S. going, what did you just call it? <laughs> anyway, on a U.K. term. Um, but I'm thinking maybe we need to ring the police and start talking to them and these actual people and saying, could you tell me? In the last year alone, how much have you had to pay out for the shootings? Mm. And maybe we need to just I ask them. That. I'm being trained. Or ask them how many I shootings agree. have Call you had. I agree. Call live on air. I you? said that to Jeffrey once. I told him that. I said that we need to do live on air calls. Yes, I'm all up for that. You know I am. 
I love doing things like that. Yes. I think that would be, be brilliant. Because and, and also, yeah, and I also think that if we did that, we would actually, because I would tell them that they are live in the air. So anything they said is, of course, recorded. Do you know what I mean? And they'll probably so hang up be, on you. <laughs> I'm not but being funny. I wouldn't be offended at all. It wouldn't be the first time, and it certainly won't be the last. <laughs> well, it's good to put them on the spot every now and again, you know? Yep. But but the also the other side of that, I'm not so bothered if they put the phone down, Kristen. It's the fact that they know that a radio show that's going all over the world is actually asking them a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And this is what people, people need to start asking these questions. People need to start to say, and this is what I'll say to everybody, Kristen, whatever we're talking about. Everybody leaves everything until something happens to them. And I can remember, you remember Teddy, his name is, isn't it? Isn't it Ted or Teddy? And his dog got shot by the police. And I can remember speaking to him on the show, and he said, do you know what, Sue? He said, I didn't know about this until now, and now I found out mm-hmm. how much it's all over. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You know, and, and, and these people that see these pages, I all want, just want to say to everybody, if your dog got shot by the police, how many people would you want to sign a petition? How many people would you want to phone that, that, the police? How many people would you want to question about it? You know, all these different things is the answers to those is what you should be doing today, not leaving it until one of your dogs gets shot and then do it. Let's stop it from happening, not wait until yours happens. Do you mean? Mm-hmm. I do you actually, actually heard of yep. any dogs being shot by police before yours were, Kristen, or was it something you'd not heard of either mm-hmm. at that time? I never heard of it either. And honestly, back then, if you had asked me how often it happened, I would have said maybe a handful of times a year. I had no clue. I would expect the police to protect my dogs because they're my dogs. Like, they're my babies. You know what I mean? Like, it never occurred to me that someone would, especially in that position, would be willing or to cause harm to them. Mm. But never would have occurred to me. That's not the world that I perceive myself to live in. Um, yeah, I believe my world to be much different than that. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, say, oh, you know, your dog shouldn't, shouldn't have been here, shouldn't have been doing that or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, if you think, if you believe that, you know, that the police are going to protect them. I mean, <laughs> you don't. Ex- yeah. I mean, it never, it never would have crossed my mind that a police officer would pull a gun on one of my dogs. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they didn't fight anyone. They didn't even scratch anyone. It's not like, you know, there was a mauling or something. <laughs> it wasn't even like, yeah. you, you know, so. Exactly. Christian, just, I, mean, I don't says, want to no go. one cares until it happens to them. It's true. I mean, yeah, people want to look the other way. I mean, even with, Absolutely. you know, just animal welfare efforts, it's so hard because people do not want, they don't want to acknowledge it. They just want to turn their heads and pretend that it's not happening or that it's someone else's problem, someone else will take care of it, you know? Yep. They don't yep. want to face yep. the bad stuff. Yep. 
But do you know what? It was like just the other day. Sorry, it's going to be another rant time. Um, but it's like the other day when I shared that picture of that dog on that table. I, I'll tell you, that ripped my heart out. Absolute ripped my heart out. And I shared that picture, and we actually had somebody comment on it saying, this is too horrific, you shouldn't be sharing it. I said, but you can share it and then turn it off and look away. That dog can't get off. Yeah. That's what got me. And I was just, I was absolutely mortified that in this world, that sort of stuff is still going on. You know, that just, you know, for people to say, oh, it's, it's hurting me too much and it's upsetting yeah, get a grip. This is what's actually happening in our world. And until we take it on board what's actually happening, nothing is going to change. Yeah. Nothing is going to change. You know? And I absolutely blew my mind. And when I spoke to people and said, yeah, but Denmark have actually legalized it. There is an animal brothel in Denmark of actually, it's legal. It's not actually breaking any laws. Okay. Can somebody please tell me why on earth that no government, no people are actually going to say that is not right? And, and do you know what? I've got to say that <laughs> Max is just in the chat room and he said, no, you said, why don't you pull your eyeballs out so you see nothing? And I did say that. <laughs> I did say, why don't you just pull your eyeballs out and you won't have to look at it at, it at all? <laughs> And you know, I, I was like, oh, so it's hurting you personally because you're looking at a picture. You know what I mean? That wasn't what I was intending. I was intending on you sharing it so people actually knew what was going on, you know. But I want to go back, Kristen, for a minute. How much has it changed you as a person? Now, let's just forget about the, the compensation of things and let's just take everything else out of the equation for a minute. How has it actually changed you as a person? I know you're doing all this work with it, but as, as how you see the police and see your community and everything else around you, how different is it since then? Mm. How has it changed since the shooting for you? Because it's just like people saying... Um, I don't... I mean... I feel like... I don't, truthfully, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life about what country I live in, <laughs> about what America is and what it stands for, and, you know, I mean, it's not the home of the brave, <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, I, it's been hard, I mean, I will never, ever, ever call 911 to come to my house, I, my entire life, have been anti-guns, I now own my own, um, and I know how to shoot it because I have to take care of myself now, pretty much how it feels. Um, it's, but that's not a pleasant feeling, you know, to not feel yep. safe, to feel that there isn't any protection, any, you know, like that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yep. If you own a dog, it does not exist. Bottom yep. line. I mean, I know people in my neighborhood where, you know, they told me, they're like, I shut off my alarm systems, you know, because, you know, those tripped wires and stuff, I mean, dogs are getting killed all the time from false, you know, burglar alarms, and um, I don't know, it's, you don't feel safe. Yeah. That's how it changes you. You, you never feel 100% safe. So, so okay, Kristen, if, if it was to happen, 
let's just say that you'd already been prepared, if you like, or told that dogs were being shot by the police, and you were in the same position now, you know, you're up to date with things, you'd actually got a gun in the house. How different do you think that it would have been for you? Do you you think that you would have done things different, or do you actually think that the fact of the matter is you were too concerned about... Absolutely. You know know what I was saying about... Even like now, even like now, I have a four-foot gate up in between my living room and my dining room, and it's bolted to a wall. It takes five minutes to get to my front door. If anyone comes through my front door, warrant, whatever... Wrong house, you know, it doesn't matter. If anyone comes through my front door, it's going to take them five minutes at least to get through that gate and get into my house. So that gives me time to do something to, you know, to protect my animals. I have, <laughs> I have, um, my yard is like freaking Fort Knox now. I can't, I mean, if I want to take my trash out, I mean, it's like a huge ordeal. I can't park in my driveway anymore because our driveways in our, are in our backyard, you know, like off the back. So I can't park in the driveway anymore, so I have to park in the front, which, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it's made life very inconvenient, but it's just what I do. But, I mean, I still don't feel totally safe, you know, but, like, I do have a lot of extra precautions up, you know, to try to give my, you know, to pre- provide some extra security. But none of it, yeah. I mean, aside from a freaking bunker, I, there is no such thing. I mean, there's people who put their dogs in cages, put their dogs in their bathrooms. It doesn't matter. They still get, you know, they still get shot. It doesn't. So yeah. Yeah. there's no 100% security. There's no 100% foolproof method. You know, I, anything you can come up with, I can give you a story where a dog was shot in that scenario. You know, I mean. Yes. Yeah. There is no 100% foolproof method. I've got to say to people, I remember that um, time as well, Kristen, that we touched upon that um, the house that was um, it was raided by the police. The dogs were actually in cages, and they killed them in the cages. So those people are mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, well, oh, why didn't you put them in a cage? Why didn't you lock the door? Dog shot while yeah. on chains. I mean, you know... <laughs> And I was actually just reading an older story from 2010 where it was a seven-pound dog on a chain that was shot, and the the reply for the the spokesperson from the police department actually said, um, "Well, we were worried that they could have gotten out of the chain." Like really? Good grief! So there was a chance that just—I mean, it was just ridiculous. I—I I mean. Ridiculous. So, yeah, your dog can be on a chain in its backyard. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, absolute crazy, absolute crazy. Uh, this is thing. But the number yeah, one I, instance, I, the number one instance is police chasing suspects through people's backyards. So, and this is something that I've been talking to people lately because about because my question is, why is it that the suspects make it through the backyard okay, but the police officers can't? Where what what is happening? Where's that breakdown? Yeah. Like, why is it that they can't make it through? Or, I mean, once they discharge the firearm, 
they have to call it in. So they can't chase their suspect anymore. That pursuit has ended. So they've completely, like, interfered with their own mission. So why not just go around and have to make up a few extra seconds? You know what I mean? Like, it, yep. it doesn't yep. logically make any sense to me if you're just interfering with your own goal, which is to catch the suspect. You can't do that if you fire your you need to charge a firearm, so go around. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Absolute. Well, it, do you know what? The stories that we've shared, and I, I just need to say to everybody, please join up with Kristen on Facebook. Um, and what, what's your page called again, Kristen? Your Facebook page? Oh, mine is Justice for Lacey and Kira. But my That's my Facebook page is pretty boring. I just post like lawsuits and stuff. <laughs> but dog shot by police. I mean, if you want to be up on current events right now, I would go to dog shot by police for current events. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let me just find. I just want to find your justice fit. Where are we? There we are. I just want to share your page in there as well. Um, let me just put that in. Oh, in there. There you go. Um, so yes, so what, but uh, just let everybody know. Myself and Kristen will be putting some shows together about the jo- dogs being shot by police, and that'll be, you know, hopefully being able to give people advice, um, giving out places that we need you to contact, maybe petitions that need signing, or whatever's needing, because we do need to really get on top of this because it's just getting from, you know, sometimes we really you, because need support goes, in Georgia. We really need people in Georgia. Right. Okay. Okay. We, well, we'll definitely like there's a legislative movement in there. We just, I mean, there's just no support whatsoever, like on a local level. So if there's any Georgia people out there, definitely get in touch with either, well, get in touch with me and I can put you in touch with Kelly. But it's also, you can also look for um, Justice for Jane, our family dog or something like that. Um, and they're the ones pushing through the, legislation to mandate training for police officers in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I tell you what, I, what I'm just going to say to everybody, I'm just looking at the page, Dog Shot by Police, and there is 9,495 people on there. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking, and some of these dogs, I mean, there's one, just as a as I mentioned, because it's top of the page, there is a Rottweiler called Titan the Bull Bonfer. I probably said that totally wrong, but anyway. And I'm looking at the pictures, and there's one of a young lady, and she's actually got the Rotty lying on it on the sofa. And I'm like, how on earth can this be happening? You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Absolute crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I yeah, look at it, I mean, some of the... It's just upsetting. Some of these videos just absolute heartbreaking, absolute heartbreaking. Do you know what I mean? But you know, if anybody, um, you know, if you can't get all the Kristen, you can buy, and, and you want to help Kristen, or you know, maybe you can want to help on the show with uh, about the dogs being shot by police, or even if you've had your dog shot by police and you haven't been able to get all the Kristen's name, or you know, whatever. By all means, give us an email at the show, and we'll forward your details on it's Ask Sue Show at gmail.com that's ask sue show at gmail.com just forward us a message and we will forward your details straight into Kristen who I know will put you in the right direction more work for you Kristen <laughs> Jack is talking can you hear him 
I think he's ready for dinner. <laughs> oh, bless. Absolute. Oh, excellent. So, well, listen, Kristen, I'll let you go and feed the little puppy dogs. And, okay, um, well, thank you, Sue. You have a good night. Yes, and you, and we'll have you on the show very, very soon. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, then. Bye. love. Tra. Bye-bye. And that is the absolute angel, Kristen Hoffman. I want to thank her very, very much. She's done so much work with the Asu show. And we've done some fantastic shows with dogs being shot by police. Um, but I also want to mention, on the other side of this, I also want to mention um, a good friend of ours, uh, Jamie Alfaro. Now, I have tried to get hold of her, but unfortunately I've not been able to give her a shout. So um, I want to mention her page, and it's called Cops for Canine Compassion. Now, this is for the police that are actually doing good, the ones that have actually been, um, you know, helping dogs. We've had peop- uh, some of the police that have actually gone and rescued them. Um, so please go and join that page as well. And that, again, is called Cops for Canine Compassion. So please let me put that link into the chat room, and uh, by all means, tell them that you listen to uh, the Ask Sue show, and we forward you on to her. Um, but absolute brilliant page, and she does put some cute pictures on there. Uh, I see that she's just shared one 37 minutes ago, and it says, is this not just the cutest? And oh my goodness, he is beautiful. Uh, so go and have a look at that, and uh, just let them know that you've been listening to the Ask Sue show. Um, if anybody wants to give us a call in, it's 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Or you can email this show, and that's asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. Uh, I have got the email open at the moment, so by all means, uh, you can give us an email in. Uh, if you want to call in from the UK, it's 001. Three four seven three two seven nine six nine four. And Kristen is in the chat room, so if anybody wants to give her a message in the chat room, by all means, you can do there. Uh, Kristen, any pages or links you want to share, by all means, share it into the chat room. So, yes, yeah, so we're going to be doing quite a few different shows. We're going to be doing it so that we'll be doing probably three nights a week, except when we've got shows that we want to bring attention to. Maybe there's something that's just come into the limelight that people need help with. So we'll be doing probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and then obviously then I can have the weekend off with the family. Um, and also I, I will be booking shows in advance. So if anybody's got anything that they want to bring to my attention or maybe there's a show that's wanting you to, you want to bring a voice for the voiceless, please send me an email at the first instance. I can't always catch up with you on Facebook. I get so many notifications. So give me an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. Okay, and also if you think that there's somebody that might want to sponsor the show, uh, again, you can forward them the email address and ask them to get in touch with me and we'll be able to sponsor the show because I know that um, with Jamie, she actually managed to sort it so that we could actually have a couple of shows sponsored. So uh, by all means, do that too. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, If there's any events that you also want sharing as well, by all means, you can email the show because we want to be connecting people. So if you've got an event that you're doing something, maybe it might be whatever it may be, you know. Um, Maybe it's about saving a dog or whatever it may be. Um, You've got an event or whatever it may be. By all means, give us a shout and we will give you a mention. 
Tabitha's got the drift already. She's just posted one of her pages, and it's called uh, Hope for the Animals, and it's www.facebook.com forward slash hope for the animals. I'm trying to click on it, but for some reason it's not let me open it in the actual window on the chat. But anyway, uh, that's facebook.com forward slash hope for the animals. So uh, if you want to go and have a look at that page as well, uh, by all means share that. I also want to give um, a big shout out to everybody who shares the urgent pages because, I mean, some of those dogs and cats that are on those pages are absolutely adorable. And I've also, I've got to tell you this little story. As you can imagine, I get so many dogs and cats shared to me every day, you know, people wanting me to share them and everything else. And I tell you what, the other day there was this little dog, and her name is called Emmy, E-double-M-I, and she's at the NW Rescue, which I think is the North Wales Rescue, which is by Abigaili. And she looks a little bit like a rotty in the face, but she's actually um, a Staffordshire Terrier-type um, cross. And I spoke to them, and I said, you know what, there's not many dogs. I, I look at lev- every loads of dogs, and don't get me wrong, I'd have them all, but there was this one in particular that really did get to me. And I have been on Twitter to ask if she's being rehomed, and if I had a space here, trust me, I would. Um, but the trouble is, at this moment in time, and I did see that Sean actually asked a question, Um, on his Facebook of how many cats I actually have. The answer to that question is I actually, at this moment in time, have 17. And the other day, um, both uh, myself and my partner were sitting there and the telephone rang. And I got it, so because we're both sitting together and I was sitting there with the phone, and this lady was saying, oh, she's got five cats that needs rehoming. And he just looked at me as if to say, so we really have not got any room in the inn. It's like... You know, the manger's full, the house is full, there's just no room. Um, so, so it was a case of I put, her in, I put her in touch with other people and everything, and as far as I know, she's actually be home them all. Um, but I just couldn't do it. So if anybody is in the UK and you've seen Emmy on the NW Rescue, please, by all means, um, get in touch with them and uh, see what you can do. Please share her, but also the rest of the dogs and cats that are on there as well. So a big hello to them. And uh, I did say to them I was going to give Emmy a little mention. And if I had the room, trust me, she'd be here already. In that case, I need to get a small holding, don't you think? Anyway, I want to thank everybody tonight for um, joining. Um, I'm not going to keep on... Uh, <laughs> I say that I am all them a minute. I'm just reading that Max has just put, Sue has snakes, spiders, dogs, rabbits, chickens, a farm. I don't have the farm, but yes, I do have the rest. We've actually got... Two corn snakes. We just got one just the other day. We've actually got a tropical fish tank. We've got Miracle, Penny, and Nervous, which are three dogs. We've got one that was a rescue and two others. Uh, Miracle is a rotty, and then we've got Penny and Nervous. We've got a tarantula, a flame need tarantula, and I've actually just conquered the last three weeks, I think it is, of actually holding her. She's beautiful. It's just, she's just fascinating. People say to me, oh, my goodness, you're getting older. She's fascinating, just looking at it. Now, you know, I mean, I didn't even know that a, um, a spider actually shed its skin. Now, when, when she actually gets rid of all of this, when you actually see it, it's like the whole, all of her body and the legs and everything sheds. 
fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And then we've got two older chickens as well. They're getting a bit old now, but the pets, so, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be here forever. And as soon as the kitchen doors open, they're in to see if there's any crumbs. So they have to get pushed back outside again. And then we've obviously got the 17 cats, but we have, we have got some going to Jan, who's got a um, small holding. So some are going there of the ferals. And then we've also got Anne Savage, who's on Facebook. And she's going to be having a couple because she's got a small holding as well. So, And I know that they'll spoil them to death, and I can still see them as well. So hopefully the numbers of the cats will be going down shortly. So that's quite good. And then we've got three rabbits as well. Not forgetting the four children as well. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and that's Kimberly, Jamie, Emma, and Janet. So, uh, talk about full house. It's a little bit crazy. So, yeah, does the partner need a medal? You damn right he does. Bless him. That's just for taking me on. Never mind the rest of it. <laughs> anyway, listen, I want to thank everybody for all of the support, all of the messages that I've had, um, and the stories that we've touched upon over the past. And please go into Blog Talk Radio. Your previous shows are all on there. And you can go onto our Sue Show group. Um, there'll be them on there as well. Um, yeah, do you know what? I, I own up to the fact I just yawned. That's terrible, isn't it? I, I think everybody feels like this with this weather at the moment. I, think, I know even the snow in, in uh, the U.S., it makes you so tired, doesn't it? And it's even with us when it's cold, you just want to snuggle up and say enough, don't you? But listen, I want to thank everybody so, so much for all of your support. It's been absolutely fantastic. If there's anything you want to bring me to bring into the limelight, by all means, give me an email. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. And also, please go and have a look at www.asksueradioshow.com. And that's the website. I'm going to be updating. We're going to be putting stories on there. We're going to be having, like, Kristen doing a bit of a piece on there as well. Um, Just reading a message... All right, they've already looked at the website and love it. Thank you very much for that. Um, and, you know, so go and have a look at that. It's www.asksueradioshow.com. So absolutely fantastic. So, um, and, I hope you, and I hope that you've enjoyed the rap tonight that I played. Now, I did that a while ago, and it's quite funny because Kimberly said, um, Kimberly even said, oh, my goodness, you need to do a manure one now. So... Maybe a new ask you rap needs to be coming along. What do you think? Maybe you guys could do some poems or pictures or stuff to be able to do for the Ask Sue show. Uh, an Ask Sue competition of people editing pictures that we can actually share. Have a look for that as well. Let's see if we can do something like that. Um, Kristen's just saying we have a lot of people that are going to be on, and that's right, and there are new people for us to meet. That's absolutely true. I have been speaking to quite a few psychics. We've got new animal advocates that have joined up with me on Twitter because we've been Twittering a lot at the moment, um, and different causes that have actually come to light as well. Um, so I want to be doing all that, but also want fun shows too. So, and also we're going to be having um, Chef Ceci come back on the show, and she's obviously a chef that's going to be talking about healthy eating for children, um, for the older people, you know, and trying to make food interesting. How many times have you gone to um, make tea and you think, oh, do you know, I'm getting bored of that? It's the same thing all the time. 
So we're going to be doing different things, different shows. We're not going to be having the same thing all the time. We're going to be doing different things, bringing different people, different topics, um, literally from all over the world. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to be connecting more and more people. But it is for us all to connect to be able to support each other too. So, um, again, you know, just about connecting, about giving people a voice and to be able to share our pages and networking even more. So I want to do definitely more of that as well. Um, and also I was thinking about the fact that we need to also get um, more and more people on, you know, for music I was thinking. So any musicians that are up and coming that want to maybe, you want me to play a piece of music in the middle of the, the show, um, you know, by all means, give me an email, show at gmail.com, or you can message on www.asuradioshow.com. Um, and yes, we have got a few limelight people coming on, haven't we, Sean? So uh, by all means, um, keep an eye out for that. We'll be having updates soon. And for the you guys in the UK, uh, hopefully ASKSU will be doing some events soon and hopefully going to a couple of places in the UK to meet a few people as well. So that'll be good too. If you've got anywhere you'd like to suggest for me to come and visit, by all means, again, asusho at gmail.com. Again, I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight on the Asu Show. Um, I'm going to go now and uh, go and have a nice cup of coffee and probably go and um, chill out for a little while. So if anybody wants to give me an email after the show, that's fine. I'll be online for a little while. And uh, I want to thank you very much, all of you, for coming and joining me tonight. <coughs> So thank you very much. Thank you very much to Kristen, to Lisa Beretta. Thank you very much to Universal Psychic Readings and Max for all of your support. And thank you very much to my partner and my family for your support too. <coughs> A very good night to you all in the chat room. And I will speak to you all very, very soon. Good night. Bye-bye. Stands for cruelty. Add your friends, share the news. The Ask Sue Show is the place to share views. The story to tell and people to chat. Come with your stories, whether about a dog or a cat. Stand for cruelty. I'm here to bring joy and share to the people. We all help each other and stick like treacle. Have to make a stand. The animals have no voice, which is really bad for cruelty where animals have no choice. Stand for cruelty. But we as a world have just had enough. So we need to all to get together to build a world of trust. So let's make the stand for Mother Earth. No more suffering as it really isn't deserved. Stand for cruelty. If animals had a religion, humans would be evil. Let's ride the strain that has been driven by Knievel. Heard it before, this at least is a long road. The cruelty we want stop, but look how much it's grown. Stand for cruelty. We can all just stop this, but not individually. 
We can move mountains if we stand together, Eternity. I don't want my grandchildren to think this is all okay. Let's stand together, because I mean from today. Stand for cruelty. Tomorrow never comes, but cruelty always does. Until someone makes that move, we wait for the karma vote. Whose problem is this? It's society. But when it's happening to us, you try it's happening to me. Stand for cruelty. We've seen the painted animals, children, human race too. Let's stop this nonsense, it will take more than me and you. To tell you friends and family to join the new crew, where we will make a difference if you want to. Stand for cruelty. If you want a voice to be heard, just share to the world. Let's help the senior dogs and find a fire to be curled. Join the Ask Sue show and bring it together. And let's tell the government, all you mother lovers. I hear all of you telling me that you want to make this change. I hear all of you send me all of these different things. Oh, you put me. Oh.